Welcome to another edition of Stokes and Folks, and I've finally relented, and I'm calling it Folks, not Folks. I'm taking the L out, and today, on today's episode, we have three of my favorite folks, uh, Julian Wheeler, Jillian, did I just say Julian? Jillian (laughs) Wheeler from, I guess you're in Virginia right now, right? I am. I'm in the suburbs. I'm out in Arlington, Virginia. Arlington, Virginia. Alyssa Daly. And Kate Clunt. That's me. And Alyssa. Hi, sorry. Okay. I was just thinking about how pretentious Jillian just sounded. Oh, yes, I'm out in the burbs in Arlington. Okay. <laughs> I'm living my okay. best yuppie lifestyle. Okay. Uh, right. And, and, we're, and she's joining us by Zoom so we can actually see her. She looks great. This is not one of those typical Zoom meetings where the camera's off and we have no idea what what they're doing, uh, or whether or not they're listening. She's actually looking great and participating in our, in our uh, podcast today. So today I, I want to make up for you guys. That I was, that was appreciate that. And, and our listeners do, do appreciate it. I think we have a high, high bar. I think they feel like our listeners feel like every single person who's in the studio or on zoom looks their best. Uh, mm-hmm. But here, here we sit in the uh, Political Underground podcast studio, and on the wall, we have a uh, steer hide. Um, as you know, I think I've told some of you, I used to judge livestock, and who knew that 4-H, <laughs> who knew that 4-H judging, <laughs> who knew that 4-H livestock judging or horse judging would make the news uh, so prominently this weekend with with the chairman of the Salt Lake County Republican Party and the uh, pro tem, what would you say, communications, uh, volunteer communications director. I mean, he had better have been volunteer if he thought that communicating that way was okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope he wasn't collecting a paycheck. But, but I but I guess I have uh, three people who I can who can speak as an authority on um what it what it's like to be a woman in the Utah Republican Party or in Republican politics at all. And I think I've heard it said best, and I don't know if anybody wants to acknowledge this, but it would be like saying that there's sexism in the Utah Republican Party it would be like saying that there's racism in the royal family, which I was very upset to find out because my last name is Stokes and I'm a big, you know, fan of the royals. No, that's fair. You know, as a Republican woman, I am fed and watered, and my shoes are replaced often, and my hair is brushed. So, you know, I just really can't ask for anything more than that. It's very comfortable, very well taken care of, you know, so that I can perform. Uh, well, and I, I do know that I, I have dressage. used, um, what is it, is it hair and mane shampoo before, the horse shampoo? Yeah. Great for your hair. So, you know, it's completely understandable. I, I, just, I have no complaints. Have you actually, Jillian, actually used hair and mane shampoo? Um, I've used it once because of it was in a French shower. Of it, course you I have. mean, it was pretty oh, luscious. So I would not necessarily <laughs> recommend it for everyday use. But, you know, for those. <laughs> uh, but, but probably the more shocking thing in, in my whole weekend read uh, was that the first email that he sent out was I'm not going to be canceled. All caps. Let's not forget the all caps. It was all caps. So was he he was yelling or he's just he said, I will not be canceled. He hasn't 
had enough typing practice. <laughs> He's like, God <laughs> damn it, that caps lock is stuck on. I don't mean to sound like this. Well, it's uh, it, it you know, caps lock. I'm I'm wondering if the part-time communication specialist told them to do it all in in all caps. You know, I, like it really adds emphasis. I just really don't feel like there was a lot of strategizing happening whilst this email was being written. But I <laughs> it seemed more of an emotional response. As a Republican and I and Men I are am, emotional though, Kate. What are you oh, talking about? Sorry. Men yeah. respond purely with logic and strategy. Maybe one of his girl volunteers wrote it for him. <laughs> oh, I bet it I bet that's what it was. I I feel like I'm a Republican. Okay, I know there are probably like some people who don't think <laughs> I self-identify. I self-identify as a Republican, I but I heard the word "cancel culture" a lot during the 2021 legislative session as well, and I'm thinking to myself, is that the go-to statement when you're doing something that is archaic and arcane? <laughs> is I'm not going to be submit to cancel culture? You know, I think that there is a big difference between being canceled for, you know, like the Teen Vogue editor who tweeted something when she was 17 and then just lost her job. That's cancel culture. Mm -hmm. The consequences of your actions, not cancel culture. That just is like you made some bad choices and and now everyone knows. Mm. Yeah. So, and again and again, I think that the rationalization of it um is is the key factor. Where he rationalizes not being like, look, I've grown. These were things from a while ago. This was an inappropriate way to speak versus, well, on the ranch, we judge horses the same way. So those women should be flattered. Yeah. Right. I also liked that he made sure that we all knew they were losers. He's like, well, they lost. Like that has anything to do with the way that he spoke to them. He clearly hadn't seen the billboard that was put up by Foundation for a Better uh, what is it? Foundation for a Better Life that had Abraham Lincoln lost, 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 <laughs> and then won. Abraham Lincoln, you know, persevere, whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. But and let me tell you, that was Abraham Lincoln was one fine uh, piece of livestock right there. Great teeth, <laughs> great teeth. What what about the second <laughs> email that went out, um, Alyssa? What about the second email that went out, which was more contrite? You know, I have to admit, I uh, was hanging out with my mother-in-law as you we, didn't see the second we email. horses do, and uh, <laughs> you know, just We're pack animals with my pack, howling around with the girls. I didn't, I didn't actually see the second email. I went in, I got a few texts from a couple of friends, went into a blind fugue state, entered a Nordstrom, and woke up back uh, at home. And and there you were. Well, the second email was a little more contrite, but then I but no less believable. <laughs> but right, but no less that believable. That was the girl volunteer. She wrote yeah, that. She one. was like, "Get out of here! Let me let yeah, me try let to me, fix this. Let me take over." But then I learned today. In today is Monday, um, and so that we've we've gone the weekend. It's Monday, March 29th. Today I learned that um, uh, Scott Miller, I think, is his name, uh, the the GOP chair of Salt Lake County is still in the state party chair race. He's yes, not he's, I saw that. he's resigned as Salt Lake County GOP chair, but he's staying in the state because maybe maybe this kind of behavior is allowed at the state level and I, okay, not at okay. the county well, it's allowed level. At the it's allowed at, so the, it's allowed allowed at the, the national level. level. Okay, thanks Jillian. That's sorry yeah. to talk over you. I just he's like I didn't grab anything, so I can't go for the for the presidency, I'll just settle for state party state chair. State party chair. 
Yeah, he's going to really Listen. ramp up the sexism for higher office. You know, I just... The only- of course he thinks he's still qualified. Of course he does. This is like, to the shock of no one, he's like, no, I think, I think I'm still a good choice. You know, well, I, I harass these women. I allowed these women, these candidates to be harassed in a way that no one else has. But, you know, I think I could be forgiven for this. I mean, I, I've been involved in a lot of campaigns over the years. And through some truly frustrating experiences, some I've created myself, but I don't think I've ever yelled at the candidate. Um, I mean, I've wanted to <laughs> yell at the candidate. Even if they were going to go on to lose, I've still never yelled at a candidate. I, any any of you yelled at? No, I just make tiny fists with my toes and uh, <laughs> then go home and punch a pillow. I no, I just it just doesn't make any sense to me why you would treat anyone that way. I mean, so yes, it's sexist. It's also just freaking rude. Right. That's so, the part you know, that I think is the bigger rude. issue. Um, and and I I think I do think there's it's a good question. Is he rude to everyone or is he just rude to women? But I I do think that if you view women and horses as the same, yeah, I'm not surprised that you treat women like you you like you yell at women like you would yell at a horse now, or a dog or whatever. I I will have to say because honestly, I did grow up and I did show steers, you know, 4-H, and my there was a young woman who went to who went to the Miss America pageant. She became Miss Miss Utah, her name was Jamie Coombs, and my mother loved Jamie, and she loved, you know, she was from Tremont. I mean, this is like, this is the biggest thing to happen to Tremont since Gerald Ford came to Tremont. And for you young people, Who? he Who's was, he, for you young people. <laughs> he was the guy that did the cars? Yeah. Did, did he, no, was he selling cars? Or? No, no. For you young people, I took a I took a photograph of Gerald Ford into a frame shop once to have framed and on the and I thought it was so impressive it was signed to me it was Gerald Ford and the 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 young woman who was helping me when I came to pick it up put picture of a man she didn't know that he had been <laughs> oh, president of the United States and probably one of the more famous presidents of the United States he pardoned Richard Nixon he was never elected but yeah. anyhow Gerald Ford came to Tremont but Jamie Coombs what went to to Atlantic City to compete in the Miss America pageant. And she, uh, my mother went with her. And when my mother came home, she said to me, I said, so what was it like uh, to be in Atlantic City for the Miss America pageant? You know, this was obviously in a different era. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, a different era, meaning my enthusiasm about asking her. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What was it like? (laughs) What was it like? She said, you know, it was just like the steer judging competitions at the Box Elder County Fair. <laughs> so, you know, you know maybe, I, maybe I, it's true. I think we should just start calling the Republican convention best in show. <laughs> and oh my gosh. When, no matter who's running, as you walk across the stage to give inevitably your too long speech, we should get to rate you. You know? Uh, I would like cards. them to trot on yeah. and off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you Not know, as, is the, as Scott the, the, is running for chair, I would like him to get um, his swimsuit ready and also a talent. <laughs> oh, God, and, no, no one wants to see that. And perhaps <laughs> perhaps a musical number um, and a speech. Mm, well, hopefully do. he can twirl a baton because he's going to need that if he's going to stay in the state party chair race. Now, hey, can we shift our attention mm-hmm. to, um, you know, NCAA Basketball is happening right now. There were some fascinating things on TikTok 
uh, over the over the course of the last week, where um, a couple of young women who were participating in their college uh, basketball championship. I don't know if you know this, ladies, but but there's actually a women's NCAA tournament going on what? at the same time at what? the same time as the men's NCAA tournament, uh, and they. They do Sweet 16, Elite 8, and Final Four, just like the men. But the TikTok videos were showing the difference between the weight rooms at these at these uh, facilities and the difference between the men's weight room at their tournament and the women's weight room at their tournament. And it just made me... It just made me laugh. Like in this day and age, and it's why I want to set up a business that's a, it's kind of a phone a friend. Like you need to <laughs> you need to check out if something sounds good or bad. Well, just phone me and I can say, yeah, that's a bad idea. If you're only going to have one rack of barbells at the women's tournament, you should probably only have one rack of barbells at the men's tournament as well. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's because they put more tampons in the men's locker room than they did the women's the women's, locker room, you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> but they'd be, you'd have to pay for them. They would, yeah, you'd they're be not charged. They're, they're not, not free. free. Uh, so, yeah. So I, you, you talked to us about this and I, I did watch the TikTok videos, which was so annoying, but worse than that is then the, the NCAA tried to justify their actions by showing everyone their budget and by showing everyone their budget. I mean, making loose generalizations about how many millions of dollars they spent. They're supposed to be a nonprofit. I mean, they're trying to show you, look, like we, it's just because the men's make so much more money and it just is so much more expensive to put on. And, you know, I, I haven't been a big fan of quotas in the past. And that is because I thought that, you know, if you showed businesses or if you showed sports that investing in women, putting women on your board makes your company more profitable and your experience better, you know, investing in women's sports, it, imagine that it yields more returns later. You get more fans the more that you invest in this. I thought that if they knew that, they're in their own self-interest, they would be like, well, dang, maybe we should put some women on our board. Maybe we should invest in women's soccer. And they don't. And so I, I all of the data shows that if you just invest, then it, it will pay dividends. And they continue to not do it. So now I just don't, do you have to have quotas? Do you have to force people to treat them the same? Do you have to force them to invest? Because they clearly don't see the economic benefit so. Well, I think the more shocking thing is actually in politics because, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you've looked around, but 50% of the electorate, females. So why, why wouldn't you want to do everything in your power to try to empower, lift up, pay the same have the same kinds of jobs performed by women as with as men, and it would be just good, as you're pointing out, good marketing strategy. I mean, think about all the women who watch The Bachelor. That, it, it's a massive audience, and The Bachelor has tapped into a male audience because those men watch with their girlfriends or wives or they watch by themselves, and they've managed to expand their audience that way. All you have to do is invest a little bit of money in marketing. And guess what? March Madness, it can have more viewers. It can have women who want to watch instead of just like bemoaning the fact that their husbands are just watching basketball without them all the time. Like I love basketball, but it, you're just missing out. Yeah. As a matter of fact, at our home, uh, and it gets a little annoying and I can see, I can see why wives everywhere are irritated by it because I mean, we've gone straight from Hallmark 
right into NCAA playoffs. <laughs> and my wife is just, she just is moved straight into that. And I have to go home and, you know, you can look at me until I'm not athletic. I mean, you I miss have, the hallmark is what you're saying. I miss the hallmark. Yeah. So do I. But, but <laughs> we went straight from hallmark into March madness and we can't even talk. We don't have enough time remaining to talk about the bachelor this go round. Uh, oh, we just, oh my God. there's, so many thoughts about there's that. yeah, we'll have to do a, we'll have to do an intermediate show yeah. on the bachelor, yeah. but what, what are your feelings, uh, Alyssa on the whole political, you know, politics and, and courting the, the female vote as Republicans, because I don't, I don't think we do it well. No, I don't think we do it well at all, but this whole time we've been talking about all of these issues and this thought keeps spinning around in my head is that you have this cultural issue it's like well what do we need quotas if you invest like the numbers are there you invest in women the payoff is there but you have to see women as an investment first and horses are an investment well you know let's let's not forget that if you invest in the horses the horses will deliver at at the at the foundation of this country women didn't need a vote because they were represented by their husbands right and i we haven't been around that long and in the political process, you know, my, my own, well, yeah. And my own mother-in-law couldn't have a credit card in her twenties. You know what I mean? Like that, we still have a lot of cultural shifts that need to be made. And if the people at the top will buy into the fact that there is value in courting female votes and things like that, I think it helps push the cultural. It's a little bit of a um, feedback loop if you will. Yeah, I would just challenge everybody who posted, every man who posted on Facebook this weekend, I am appalled at the actions of the Salt Lake County party chair. Um, If you didn't know they were happening before, which I find hard to believe in many instances, now you do. Um, And it's, it's more than just a Facebook post. It's making sure that if you hear someone talk that way, you say, stop, don't, don't talk about her that way. Well, I think you brought up an interesting point off mic. Maybe go look at your payroll. Exactly. And, and see, Mm -hmm what the what the pay difference is between men and women in state government i mean mm-hmm. let's start there yeah. for for women who and have the same job i would also say that there's as Alyssa said there's a cultural element as well there are so many there there are more cultural barriers cultural and societal societal barriers that stop women from getting involved in politics childcare is a big one um, this this idea that if you are out of the home and you are running for office and you are up at the legislature, then you are not dedicating the time necessary to your children. And it's one of those where it's, I've, I worked for many male politicians and you want to know how many times we had to deal with um, them not being home with their children? Zero. Whereas I was hoping you were going to quote the stat with. on that, Jillian. I didn't know whether or not the stat was going to be forthcoming, but zero. I'm glad that you think I have those stats in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> From the, the stats of Jillian's personal experience. Um, and, and so I think, again, like that's just one example of a societal barrier that is there that stop women from getting involved. And then you throw in people who will harass them and harangue them and treat them like livestock. But, and you wonder why more women don't want to run. <laughs> Yeah. So the next time you you think to post on Facebook, how about you offer to babysit instead or you give them some money or for their campaign or you look at your own employees and you think to yourself, am I treating women the same? Do I have any biases past? Like, I mean, no one thinks they're a monster. 
no one thinks they're the person in the wrong. Um, I think, I think that their their emails are. But statistically, we all have to be at some point. Yeah, we all. Us, obviously, we're, we're yeah, perfect. But you know, ever <laughs> we're all biased. All. We're all biased. But just it. I mean, posting on Facebook is not enough. I think you Tweeting have to stop acting surprised too. If you look at any of the national stats on women's pay or whatever the stat is that has to do specifically with women, Utah is consistently like last or in the bottom five. And so it's really funny to me when our state leaders have something like this come up and they go, we're not going to stand for this. It's like, well, clearly we have for a very long time. This has been par for the course. So let's stop acting like shocked and indignant and like have a genuine conversation. And this doesn't happen in a bubble, right? It doesn't happen in a bubble. Yeah. And it would be too bad if this is where it ended, you know, he resigned and they move and everybody moved on. I think, I think and the then hope he was GOP is chairman after <laughs> right. He got state GOP ends. chairman. Yeah. I, I would, I would say let's let's have the conversation continue. This is this is an issue that needs to be dealt with. I will tell you in every campaign I've ever worked on, the brightest, sharpest political strategic thinking comes from the women that are involved in the campaign and and quite frankly, the work ethic is twice as um you know extended as as my as their their male counterpart so i i hope that everybody that is listening says hey let's take an let's take a hard look at this and and make it a genuine conversation and do our part you know time just goes by way too rapidly when i have uh i don't even know what we're going to call this group of people but my favorite group of people <laughs> to talk to on stokes and folks but uh this ends another week of uh, Stokes and folks. Thanks, uh, Jillian, Alyssa, and Kate for joining me. And we hope to see you or hear you, or I guess you listen to us <laughs> <laughs> next week here on Stokes and folks. Make sure you like us and subscribe. <laughs>